Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Atheist Alliance International Podcast. I'm Jason Sylvester, a.k.a. Diogenes of Mayberry. And as always, just as we get started, I'd like to remind everybody to please like and subscribe. And by all means, please leave some comments on some shows you'd like to see in the future. This week, we're joined by Sam. And Sam is an Iranian refugee who's currently in Europe. And she's here to tell us our st- her story about leaving Islam and coming to Europe. So hi, Sam, and thank you for joining us. Hi, thanks a lot. Yeah. Okay, so Sam, why don't you just all turn over the floor to you and you just tell us your story. So maybe just start with your your life in Iran and what brought you to become an atheist. And then we can get into the moving into your your flight. Yeah. Um, well, I born in Iran and uh, I born in religious family. And um, I remember always we must be pray and we must be wear hijab. And after a while, when, when you grow up, you, you feel that's not in your life. It's, it's not real. And I had lots of questions about uh, religious and different kind of religious. But always I couldn't find my answer. And because of that, I tried to search about the atheist and search on the YouTube or the um, Facebook or this kind of website, and that was uh, uh, more helped me than the religious because I could find my answer, and that was interesting for me. And around uh, 12 years ago, I changed my religious, and I become atheist, and I start to activities in uh, on Facebook or with my friend, and uh, and. In this process, I uh, when when you understand about the reality of life, you can accept uh, different things such as uh, politics, such as your government, your country. You know, all of this is kind of shit for you because always it's come from the religious and when you're born in the country there are it's religious rules it's it's uh, fake you know and it's not interesting for me and then I start to activate in politics I start to work for the artists and I join in the a feminist group uh, because I had a bad uh, um, uh, sorry my language is a little bit <laughs> weak I try to find the sentence and word uh, I had a bad experience of the marriage Islamic marriage and how it's going to in the court and the people in Iran when the woman's going the uh, court it's lots of problem for the woman and it that makes me more stronger to strong to, um, to help to the other women, and uh, we make the group of the feminism. And uh, another thing is, uh, I'm in the group of the orphanage from Afghanistan because Afghanistan children also they are so uh, religious. Uh, 
country and for example in Ramadan the people must be uh, fast and my children they are always hungry because they didn't have enough food and they must be fast because the mullah told them you must be fast if you don't fast every day you must pay money and i told them these are shit you must be eat food if you are living my orphanage you must eat food because you must be healthy and these are shit and i start to uh, change and help to my children about the idea and then uh, uh Uh, around three years ago, uh, um, I was in the demonstration uh, from Iran. That was a big demo- demonstration in Iran because of the politics uh, and so many things in Iran. And I was active for two days in demonstration. And after that, uh, the police arrested me. Uh, more around 12 year, 12 hours I was in a kind of prison and kind of raped me, kind of uh, oh, they punished me and they so behaviors was so bad for me. And after that they let me go if I helped them to introduce uh, the people I joined with them. Then after that, uh, I had a visa from France and I came to Ned- uh, to France, then I came to Netherlands. But uh, after a while, I, I received the paper from the court of Iran. And uh, I had a lawyer in Iran. I asked him to go to the court to talk to the judge. What's the problem? And uh, my 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 uh, lawyer he went to the court and uh, he told me the judge is so angry because you must be in Iran and uh, he said we know your atheist uh, Sam is atheist and we know she has a lots of activities because they went to my mom's house and they took all of my stuff stuff and my books my notebooks my laptop. And the other things in my room, and because of that, they are they they could be accessed in my Facebook and my book and my everything in I had in Iran. And then my lawyer uh, he told me don't back to Iran and uh, wait in the hall and maybe I could change the result of the court. Maybe I could help you, but the judge gave me seven years in the prison. And I have to go to the prison for seven years. This is the first uh, paper of the court uh, for my, for uh, one of my activities about politics. And you know, in in Islam, if you come out of your religious, uh, you must be die because of the shit religious. And so the, the, the yes, seven and years. The seven yeah. years was because of you joined the protest, or the seven years was because they they confiscated your laptop and they they found your atheist activities. Yes, yes. For the atheist activities, you must be die. You know, in Iran, if you come out of your religious, you must be die. And then uh, my lawyer he told me, "Don't back to Iran, and." Uh, go for the uh, process in the asylum and after after a while the judge uh, he t- he took my lawyer to the prison and around uh, one year and a half 
months. He is in the prison also too. And this is really stupid because my lawyer, uh, he works for the human rights and he's from Iran and Canada and he have a passport of Canada, but uh, Canada's government didn't help him and he is still in the prison. And uh, then he went to the prison. I'm understanding, okay, I can back to Iran. And uh, it's not possible. And I start to the process of the asylum in the Netherlands, but in the Netherlands, it's not easy to be asylum seeker, to get positive and to have a normal life. And now I'm still waiting for the process uh, around two years. Okay, so you, you haven't been granted asylum yet. You're still waiting. Yes. Okay. All right. So, and they, they arrested your lawyer because he, he was representing you or they, they arrested him for other, other reasons as well? Yes, yes, because because he was my lawyer and uh, because he worked for the human rights. And when uh, when Iran's government, they don't accept the human's rights. Of course, everyone talk about human's rights. They took them to the prison because they don't accept it. We said, yes, we are in the we, we work for the human's rights, but only they talk about that. Uh, they don't accept it. They don't uh, do it because there isn't any rules of that. Do you, do you know what he's been charged with? Uh, sorry? Do you know what they charged him with to, to put him in prison? Uh, they, I, I heard for the five years he must be in the prison. But did they say why? Like what, what was, how, how can they arrest and, and, and jail him? Like what, on what grounds? Like what, what did they use to accuse him? Other than they just um, represented you, um, I I heard uh, they took him because for the uh, he he was the lawyer of the people uh, from uh, political activities and uh, another things uh, for the humans right. Uh, I I heard because of that they took him for the prison. Why you was lawyer of the politic people and why you work for the human rights. And uh, because of that, I heard. And I know when uh, he's a teacher, he's a master in the university. Uh, he, when he was in the university, the police arrested him. And he, the police took all of his staff to the uh, police station and then they put him in the prison. And I know he hasn't any lawyer, and uh, that's it. Scary. So they, they can charge you with seven years, or uh, what's the word? Um, sentence you to seven years for demonstrating and arrest him for representing you. That's that's quite egregious. So. Okay. So, yeah. so, you basically, so you got seven years for the political demonstration, but the, the atheism would be a sentence of death, but they haven't yeah. passed a death, they have not passed a death sentence on you, just the seven years. Yes. Okay. All right. And are, are you, do you have a human rights lawyer representing you now in Europe to help plead your case? Uh, yes, I have a lo uh, lawyer. But uh, she tried to work hard for in my case because it's a little bit big. Because normally in Netherlands or all the, all the country, when you want to go to the process of asylum, uh, you have one case. But I have a three case. One of them is uh, 
artists, one of them is a feminist group and uh, another is the, my politic activities. And I also in Netherlands have a, I join in the group of the politics and every uh, month we have activities of the demonstration next to embassy of Iran. Um, but uh, still she works in my case, but because it's, it's a little bit bigger than the normal case because it's three case in, in one case. But we have must be wait and Netherland rules is so hard, so hard. And I told you, Around two years, I'm in the process, and uh, I have to wait for the court. And the END, it's not easy to get from the END to get positive. And I don't really, I really don't know what's going on tomorrow for me, because uh, it's not easy, you know. Every yeah. day, every t every rules of the END process is changed, and the people are cases different and it's so hard for me. Okay. Are you allowed to work? To work? I know in, in many jurisdictions, uh, asylum seekers can't work, which obviously compounds the problem even more because you can't you can't earn any money, you can't be self-actualized. So, are are you allowed to work in Holland? Or no, no, no. Yeah, but but that seems uh, but, a little inhuman that, that that countries would do this to people seeking asylum that deny them the right to even work. And, and make some a little money. So, I mean, I can yeah. understand the, the immigration rules, but you would think in an asylum case that they might make some some exceptions to allow people to earn some money to, to live and to at least feel useful and, and beneficial and to benefit and help themselves. So, okay. Yes, of yeah. course. And um, the, I, I, in Iran, I was so active woman, you know, because uh, I was tour manager of Tenorbert Agency and I had the orphanage and uh, I do so many things every day and I always, I was busy, but in here you can do nothing, only waiting, waiting for the END, waiting, you know, you can't go to a school. They don't let me, they, they don't let me to go to a school. After positive, you, you can go. They don't let me to work and only wait, wait, wait. But I'm lucky because I have a place for the do pottery because in Iran I do pottery. That was my hobby. And in here I do pottery. That's it. <laughs> That's all of my life in here, you know. But it's really hard. It's not easy because full of stress. And because at first I was sure my case is too strong and because of the lots of things in my case, but they gives me at first pre-negative and then negative, and now I have to wait for the court. It's really, really hard. So your your case was denied by the, the Dutch immigration and you're, you've, you're fighting them in court? Uh, sorry, could you repeat again? Sorry, so, so your, your asylum application was denied by Dutch immigration. So yeah. you know you're, you're fighting in court to to have that overturned. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it seems weird that they would deny your application when you you already have a a a prison sentence leveled against you. You would think that they would consider and take something like that into account. That you know, especially from a the a theocratic regime that's an Islamic republic that likes to execute people, you would think that should count in your favor. Obviously, we can't speak to the vagaries of 
bureaucrats all over the world. So they bureaucrats in all countries tend to be a little bit. <laughs> um, if there's any viewers watching, I'm sorry to insult you, but you tend to be a little bit narrow-minded. So um, I think people who've dealt with immigration in, in countries, it's it's quite a frustrating process, even more so, obviously, for, for refugees fleeing persecution. So, okay. And so you mentioned that the judge was angry. So I'm, I'm guessing he was angry because he felt impotent that you had fled the country and he couldn't punish you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sad, sad, and um, are they? I've I've heard in some cases the the government will try to threaten you through the through the family. So ha has there been any any threats against your mother? You said they came they came to her house. Has, yeah. has she been, has she suffered it at all? Or yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They came to my house in Iran for two times and they tried to escape my mother and my family, uh, ask your daughter to back to Iran. If she don't back to Iran, we took you to the prison and it's easy for us, you know. They always try to scare my family. And of course, they also are scary. And um, there are other things. Uh, I think eight months ago, uh, I was in the next to the embassy of Iran for the demonstration. And the people of the embassy, they took my photos and they took my photos in the newspaper of Iran. And they said, the stupid girl in the demonstration <laughs> and lots of stupid things they write about me. And um, my mom called me and she told me, oh, Sam, I saw your photos in the newspaper of Iran and they wrote lots of bad things about you and the people next to you in the demonstration. Um, because the in that time, the, because of the corona, everyone use mask, but uh, I never use masks in demonstration because I have to take a photos and I have a manifest and I have to talk a lot. And because of that, I never use masks in demonstration. And directly they took my photos in the newspaper and after that again police went to my mom house and then said you're a stupid girl in demonstration ask her to come Iran she must be back to Iran and she must be punished and they told to my parents lots of bad sentence what is the shit stupid you born what is she uh, and shame on you and your family then uh, yes but but uh, these things not makes me hopeless, you know, that it, these things makes me stronger and these these behaviors make, makes me more angry to directly do what you want to do. But it's not easy, really it's hard because part of you in Iran, your family and you must be thinking about them and now you're in Netherlands and you don't know you get positive or not, what's going on in your future. It's really hard for me, but I'm sure what I want to you what I want to do, you know, for my future, for my now. But sometimes your hands is up and you can do nothing, but you obey your idea in your mind. It's good, but it's hard. Right. Yeah, it sounds a bit frustrating. Do you do you know when your next court hearing is, or they haven't told you yet? Uh. 
it might be 9 of March, but uh, yesterday, two years, two days ago, my lawyer, she called me and told me the judge changed the date. It's uh, 13 of April. And okay. I have to wait for the around uh, five months. I'm waiting for the courts. And then every month they change it, change it. And uh, but the, it's my nightmare because every night I dream of the court. I dream of the judge. Sometimes I winner. Sometimes <laughs> I get quite negative, you know. In my mind, every night I had a court. Yeah, that must be quite. I must imagine it's taking quite the emotional toll on you. So especially yes. if they keep, you had you had a date coming up in, in a couple of days, and now it's been pushed out another month. So that. That can't be fun. So, um, and have, have you registered with the UNHCR as well, or you you've just applied for asylum within Holland itself? Uh, sorry, could you repeat again? I couldn't understand. Have Have you also applied with the UNHCR, the High Commission for Refugees, or you've only applied for asylum with the the, the Dutch government? Yes, I only apply for the Dutch government. Okay. Any reason why you you did not approach the the UNHCR for help, or just didn't occur to you? Or uh, first, I haven't and I I didn't have any idea about the UN. And then when you are in the Holland, at first you must be because it's a safe country, and you must be apply for the Netherlands government, and. Um, when you are in safe country, you must be applied in that country. And, uh, I have no idea about that. Maybe later, if I get again negative, negative, maybe I apply for the UN. But it's not also easy, right. especially well, for well, Iranian I mean, people. You've you've had you've now been delayed for a month, so maybe this week you could maybe look up the, the UNHCR in Holland and appro approach them. I don't know what help they can offer you. Uh, but at least making the application, it maybe it, maybe it, it couldn't hurt to help your your case with the Dutch government, and maybe they can the UN HCR people can advocate on your behalf as well. Yes, yes. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what roles they all do, but um, but obviously, I mean, they're there, so maybe they can help you. So maybe it's a, maybe you can look into it this week and see if I they hope, can help. You I hope us. I hope I yeah. hope they can help me, but. Um, the Europe government uh, rules is different, you know, because uh, if you apply, I, I heard about that. If you apply for the UN, they said, okay, now you are in the Europe and Europe is a safe country, but it depends on the Europe country, they accept you or not. And uh, now I'm, I, I apply in the Netherlands and... Yeah. I have no idea about the UN. Maybe, maybe if I get again negative, negative from the court and the higher court, maybe I have to. I must be apply for the UN. But yeah. this is the long process, you know. Two years I'm here, and I don't know for the future what's gonna. Yeah, I can't imagine it's been easy for you. So, does the pottery help? At least gives you some mental something to focus on and get out of your head. Uh, and just focus on the pottery and, and any other hobbies that are just mainly the pottery. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Only the do pottery. Okay, well, I, I can understand how that at least gives you some some outlet. So, okay. So if if 
if they turn you if the court turns you down in april do you can you appeal within holland or you would have to leave holland and go to another country or you don't know that that situation yet if if they give give me negative uh, i have to complain for the higher court and in the higher court we must be wait for the higher court and if again i get negative um, they couldn't uh, back me to iran because they know iran is not safe country of course for me and uh, maybe i have to again open another case or maybe i have to change my country to another country but it's not easy because when you go for the asylum seeker from the one country you must be wait for the uh, 17 months to to uh, make another asylum seeker process in another country it's not easy to okay now i get negative go to the for example france or italy to make another another asylum seekers you must be wait for 17 months and you know this is your life every day pass 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 it's not easy for me really and i don't want to imagine of that you know because it's really hard and i'm not young for to waste my life waste my time and i have a lots of plan for future but if it happen i have to wait 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 oh, it's 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 look like kind of present for me you know i'm in the free country but i can do nothing and yeah. it's not easy really it's hard but i hope I hope in the court I get I go to have a positive. I hope, but I really don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I I hope you get it as well. So please, by all means, please let AAI know the status of your case so that we can we can follow along and you know we can we can share with our our followers that uh, hey Sam has been successful because I'm sure the people who follow our page are going to be rooting for you as well. So. Of course, of course, I will tell you if 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 that could happen. <laughs> if not, could happen. <laughs> I, let, I don't pray know. for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Okay, well, thanks for coming on, Sam, and and sharing your story for us, uh, with us. Um, I would I would encourage our viewers. Um, in many cases, uh, at the end of our podcast, I invite you to like and subscribe. In this case, I'd like to go one step further. I would like to invite you to please donate to AAI because Sam is, an, is the perfect case of where your donations go, that we can send money for legal fees, you know, even, even some money just for living expenses. Obviously, we can't help everybody. We don't, we don't have the resources to help all of the people who come to AAI looking for help. Uh, but in a case like Sam's, you can see she's been a refugee for two years. This is, this is an illustrative case of where your money can go to help, to, to help her with living and to help her with her legal fees. So by all means, I, I do please like and subscribe. But please also consider joining AAI, consider making a donation, and we'll see that that money gets to, to helping the people that do, do indeed need it. Um, so again, please uh, please deep, dig deep if you can, even if it's just a little bit, but please help us to help people like Sam. So again, Sam, thank you for coming on the show. And we will definitely, when, when, you, when you get a result of your case, we will share it with our viewers. So um, thank you for being, uh, for being strong and for fighting what you believe in and for trying to make a better life for yourself. So 
You're welcome and thank you for inviting me and thank you for the you and your people to listen my story. Really thank you very much. Yeah, I hope we've touched people today listening to your story. So, okay, great. So thanks for coming on and we invite everybody, please check us out as we'll have more, more speakers in the coming weeks. And that wraps up this week's episode. So again, please like and subscribe and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Bye-bye now. Bye. Okay, thanks for listening and don't forget we're on YouTube, so follow us on YouTube, just search for Atheist Alliance International and please subscribe and hit that notification bell. We're also on all of your favourite podcast platforms, so make sure that you follow us on there as well. See you next time.